stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. No pausing, no time for breath. We're not letting anything eat tonight because we got a lot to talk about. What's going on, Dodge Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as Real FRG on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I almost said my last name. I was like, why would I do that? You're pretty hyped up today. You doing all right? What's in that cup? What's up, guys? My name is Brooke. You can find me at BrookeMe3 on Twitter and Instagram. Not nearly as hyped as he is, but that's okay. On today's show, the Dodgers have a new GM. Uh, I mean, the Dodgers have a GM, which they, ha- they haven't had one in many years since Farhan's laptop, I'm told. If, uh, if they haven't had one that long, did they really need one? This is questions um, somebody asked. Uh, there is some movement on the MLB lockout front, and we're going to talk about that today. There's also the electronic strike zone. The robot umps are getting that much closer to MLB. So uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Maybe talk a little crap about Angel Hernandez because nobody likes that guy. $330 million to Carlos Correa. Um, hold on, wait, I have that. Uh, there it is. Oh, there it is. It's a lot. It's a lot of um, It's a lot of money. So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more on today's episode of the Blue Haven Show. Uh, before we get into the show, we got to remind you this is a podcast. So uh, if you can't be here to watch us, do subscribe and listen to us on uh, the internet on your phone thing, which like is uh, iTunes and Spotify and iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, Pandora, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. We live there. And... Um, yeah. Also, do subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. You'll be happy you did. We'll be glad you did. Uh, Doug will do a barrel roll. Yeah, he will. Doug gets real happy about stuff, guys, so don't let him down. I don't know how you could ever let down Doug. No one has ever let don't down Doug in his life. It's like Doug that spider down. that was in his blinds that one time. Guys, don't forget this is a live show. We do this every <laughs> Monday, and we're going to do this every Monday for the rest of the year, in addition to, uh, you know, the rest of our lives. All of, all of the playoff things that we do. So make sure you drop into the comments. Let us know where you're up in Dodgers Nation tonight. We want to hear from you. We want to see how you're doing. Luis is checking in on very interesting how this happened and this played out, but I'm going to roll with it because on YouTube, he checked in as the first comment. What's the second. second? And then after that, Daniel checked in as third. Roach checked in as number 420. And so on and so forth. We appreciate a good troll. Corey Simmons over on YouTube checking in says, long time listener, first time viewer. Congratulations. Oh. Thanks for being here. It's appreciate a lot of fun to have you uh, live and in person because then we get to actually talk to you. Um, but also if you just listen to the podcast side of things, um, I hope your, your work day is going well. Uh, tell your boss, um, I hate you. Ricky Rubio is checking in and says, please don't talk football. This is a baseball show. How about that football this weekend? Oh, man, I love me some footballs, man. Oh, yeah. The Rams did a sports I will say, this is a baseball podcast, you're correct, but that, that was the best weekend of football I've ever seen in my entire four. life. That's like, great. When, Three walk-off field goals. When, uh, when, I mean, you would like to have seen something better happen in the Josh Allen game, yeah. but when football has meaning in that final five minutes, three minutes, it's just so much better instead of just watching them run out the clock. And this is why baseball is that much better, because everybody gets 27 outs if you need them. Uh, Brian Balding is in the stream. He says, what's up, guys? Let's go, L.A. Dodgers. Thanks for hanging out with us. Brian over on Facebook. Tim, Tim Rogers, our friend, SD Dodger Tim. Check him out on the YouTube Dodgers 2080. Tim is bummed. He didn't get the, D, uh, the, the DM for the GM job. I would have liked to see Tim take that job. I mean, uh, Tim, <laughs> there t- would have been no fair, trades. To be fair, 
no prospects would have been moved in those no deals, trades, which is ever. great. I love and support you. That's cool. Um, yeah. See, even Austin wants to talk about the Rams game. So you know what? Yeah, you know, we'll we'll do that at some point. Didn't uh, didn't you want to talk about the, the Lakers for some ungodly reason? <laughs> Lake show. Oh, baseball comeback. Baseball comeback. We're getting closer. It seems like uh, we got uh, audio outlaw asking, "Where's the Matt Kemp head?" Matt Kemp is over there. We don't have the camera set up there. He's we're at the still. Producer desk. This is our second week in the office, and we're still settling a lot of things. As you can see, we have a new angle of our dangle here. There's lights and things going on behind us. If we look good, let us know. If we don't, um, that's, that's just hurtful. My face, and I'm very sorry about <laughs> that's that. Very hurtful. Lynn Brown in the stream saying, "Of course, Chico rules, like Chico State." Chico went big league on us. You Chico know has a place. Yeah. 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 He just, he, that, that tends to happen. Juice Nero's over on YouTube checking in and said, you guys were on time today. Progress. You know, new year, still, still us. I, I don't know. I don't know. There's not a good way to follow that up. We're the same no, people. No, we, that, we don't have any uh, life goals. Dave Luna says, glad we could all be together on the anniversary of Brooke's mom's worst mistake. Happy birthday. Let's Brooke. go mom. Let's go mom. It is that uh, somebody got a, your mom joke at you. Oh my God. How the, how the turntables have the turned. The student becomes the teacher. So uh, Brooke is celebrating uh, uh, being a year older uh, tomorrow, actually. So uh, cheers and happy birthday, dear comrade. We um, Somebody appreciates you out there, I'm sure. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, another trip around the sun. And to celebrate, I'm drinking the rest of his Tito's that he left here. Someone's got to do it, guys. Don't worry. Fresh Tito's um, in, in the... Uh, the future or something like that. Josh gets in the streams to dig the new office. Looks spacey. It is. And it's also very echoey, which isn't going to bother me as much this week. I promise. But we're going to work on that. It's also really weird being in here um, with just us. Oh, like with no other people in here right now. Like this is a massive space for what we're coming out of. And it's just us in here. It's very peculiar. Um, you know, when we were doing shows in here back in 2019, we usually had like, you know, four or five other people in the office while we we're doing these and it just made it more fun and, you know, more lively. And it also, you know, took up, it deadened some of the echo because there was more human flesh. But I, now I remember having a live studio audience. Yeah. yeah that was interesting times <sighs> with T just staring at us over there. Selling. We're selling tickets. $5,000 each. Hatfield's in the stream. What's going on? Hatfield. Good to see you. We got Ari in the stream saying happy birthday, Brooke, with a, uh, with a face as a face. That is that is a face. Ryan says, never listener, never caller. We appreciate that. That's uh, what's yeah. up. Leslie Shoot. Taylor also said happy birthday. Leslie's kids are uh, over in uh, Universal today. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I was uh, I was invited to go, but I obviously could not work? because I have a, a, I have a job. It's not a real job, but I, I have one. Tim says he would have made that Max and uh, Trey Turner deal. Which traded away the Dodgers number one Tim, and number Tim, two. Tim has Tim has turned a corner in terms of his willingness to move prospects. Um, yeah, I think uh, we should reevaluate the GM position and throw his hat back in the ring. <laughs> Tim, I got you. Uh, Lynn Brown says the Brooklyn Cup rules. Thank you. This is uh, from our friends over at Vintage Brand, who have a long time, long time friends of ours over here. Check them out, vintagebrand.com. There's usually always a discount code over there. We love our friends at Vintage Brand, and hopefully, we'll be working more with them directly again as the season comes up. Um, if there's baseball, we really hope there's baseball. Uh, oh, they just got home. The, uh, oh, yeah. Actually, the the yeah. Tellez crowd. Clan? The, the crowd? <laughs> Clan? Is two a crowd? Two is a crowd, I think they say. All right. Uh, let's move on. Let's get into the things we have written down that we want to talk about. Guys, the Dodgers named a general manager after 
Wait, when did uh, when did Farhan leave? Twenty nineteen. Um, I don't even remember. The past two years have been such a weird blur that I don't know where I am anymore. Yeah. So the the Brandon Gomes was uh, named the twelfth GM in franchise history. Uh, that is not a thing I confirmed. I just read it somewhere, so I assume it's true if it's on the internet. Uh, it seems like a somewhat odd move, just because it sounds like really nothing's going to change for him. It, it, you know, they they tried to make something out of nothing with his introductory odd Zoom call. Um, it's even worse when you can't talk about player movement, talk about you know things that you would want to do as GM. Um, but yeah, you know, it, he had been an assistant general manager. The, the Dodgers have lost some of those guys over the last couple of years with people like Alex Anthopoulos going away. And, you know, the, <laughs> I mean, I don't remember them all, but the list always goes on and on. The Dodgers are usually stolen from, but the it, good news it, is Andrew Friedman has somebody to point at when they want to say fire somebody. Exactly. So now, now fire Brandon Gomes. Now there's a new figurehead to uh, have to answer questions, but yeah, I mean, there was no like roles really revealed. There was nothing assigned. It was, I was like when I got this job, <laughs> It was this quote, uh, divide and conquer, which sounds like, uh, I I mean, it was just um, a title change. Good for him. Hopefully, you know, give him some of that scratch. Hey, why not? They got money to burn, apparently. Somebody said that. It was somebody on the internet. Internet guys. I think it was uh, Rosenthal. Kenny Rosenthal said Uh, that. Austin Lambert also points out that the GM sounds like Andrew Friedman's brother. He actually just sounds like identical to Andrew Friedman and it's very confusing and it's going to make for some hella weird radio interviews for sure because I'm going to be like who the hell is this he was just strapped to a chair and had like his eyes taped open watching old Andrew Friedman interviews and whoever got the the cadence and the the answer non-answer down the best I think they got the job so that's why uh Gomesies as I'm calling him Gomer uh Gomer got the job now I like Gomesies because you know they're like kind of a Z's kind of guy but um the big question is what is going to be his first move after becoming the general manager now? You know, when the uh, floodgates, as heard here on uh, Dodgers Nation's Blue Haven show by this guy, the floodgates open in player movement, what should be his first move? What do you think is his first move? Well, look, here's the good news for him. He's in a position now where he's Which is fortunate enough to be able to make an impact move, one that we'll, we will remember for a very long time because of the situation with with the lockout and the fact that players can't sign. If he wants to make right with fans and get off start get started off on the right foot and be remembered as that guy, he'll give a nice little contract to Mr. Clayton Kershaw and get things rolling and get the free agency ball started and uh, things will look real good from there. He can only can't make any mistakes from there. You can't lose if you go out and sign Clayton Kershaw. You're going to very much endear yourselves to the fans uh, as long as he's not going out and like resigning. I don't know um, who's, who's that guy that we uh, that we don't like. Souza, Steven Souza. I mean, we Billy like McKinney. him. Billy, go trade back for Billy McKinney, and then people are going to be coming after you. But um, Kershaw's is probably the smartest move. Like this guy said, there are other options of moves that we've talked about ad nauseum over this long, dreadful off season. Uh, there's new news, sort of, on the uh, free agent front or the hot stove front with. Popular names like uh, Freddie Freeman and unpopular names like Carlos Correa. Starting with Correa, apparently he wants a lot of money. He wants the bag and a half. $330 million is his reported asking price for $330 million plus $350. I think he wants to be the highest paid shortstop ever. Um, I don't know if he has enough fans in the league <laughs> to go out and get that. But he goes out. He, uh, he hires Scott Boris. Look, if I'm the Dodgers and, and you go and give... 
uh, Carlos Correa more money than Corey Seager just got, that's a good way for Brandon Gomes to go and lose some fans right quick. Yeah. I mean, he's controversial. Obviously, people are going to say whatever they want to say uh, in terms of whether or not they want him. But I think it's safe to say at this point, given his asking price, or let's say reported asking price, because we all know how things work out there. I just I just don't really think that it's in the cards for them one way or another. I didn't really think they were going to get him before he hired Scott Boris. But now that he has, I think that maybe they're looking at that and going, hey, we don't want to deal with even another Scott Boris guy right now. We, we just can't do this. So I don't imagine that he'll get that contract. I think he'll probably, I don't even know where he's going to go, but like, I feel like his options have to be dwindling a little bit. It's going to be less money to go to New York and play for the Yankees, or it's going to be tail between your legs going back to Houston. Nobody else has the money. Nobody else is close enough to winning. Or nobody has the open spot at shortstop to go out and sign this guy. So Austin Lambert said he's worth 275 at eight years. I will agree because I don't, I don't know. Is, is UGM? That, this is, this is Gomi. Is that Gomes' burner account? <laughs> um, <laughs> we got Juice Nero saying, Mark my words, Carlos Correa will be a Dodger by Easter. Remember so, when uh, uh, so Nolan Arenado was supposed to be a Dodger by Christmas? Never said which Christmas. Is that Jim Bowden we're speaking to? <laughs> it's the ghost of Jim Bowden. Louis asks, uh, what do you guys think on Chris Bryant? We talked about Chris Bryant a good time, a good number of times over the offseason. A um, fine-looking man. Yeah, he's very pretty. It's about how I, well, uh, all I have to offer to that like conversation. Steamy blue eyes. Is that a descriptor for eyes? Steamy. Steamy. Yeah. Sounds painful. He's got a fine quaff of hair. Yeah. Also a good baseball player. I think he would add a lot to this team. Um, it, it feels like right now the, the Dodgers need to add left-handed slug suddenly to the lineup. Segway, Freddie Freeman. Uh, apparently there is now a sticking point in the Freddie Freeman thing. That was, I mean, it, it's been known for a majority of the offseason, but uh, Freeman and the Braves have remained apart in years in getting a contract extension done in the past and now a free agency contract this offseason. Uh, Alden Gonzalez, ESPN, friend of the show. I mean, we haven't had him on, but we've talked to him a whole bunch. Um, he feels the Dodgers, like most people, he feels the Dodgers can be in play. Obviously, there's a lot of connective tissue there with him being a local enough boy, uh, him being good at baseball, and the Dodgers like good at baseball players. Um, but uh, he wants six years, and that just doesn't feel like a Dodger thing. Yes. I'm very confused by this comment. <laughs> My wife's boyfriend says Jock should come back. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but I like it a lot. It's a good oh, comment. Man. That's a good way I to mean, that's a good way to derail me, guys. Yeah, it derailed the momentum of something set up nice. Yeah, it was real set up nice. I don't remember what I said. I I thought it was real pretty. Yeah, I mean you're talking about Freddie coming out to LA. Um obviously all the connective tissues there. It makes sense on Six paper. years though. Dodgers don't do six years, it feels like. Well, listen, outside of you know, Mookie, you guys can keep asking for it all you want. I just don't think that there's any situation that the Braves let Freddie Freeman walk. I mean, he's the face of the franchise. He's the guy who's been there forever. He's the guy who's made it clear that he wants to play in Atlanta long term. He's never changed from that. I don't know what would change now other than the fact that he's waiting down a new CBA to get maybe possibly a better deal or a better contract that's more ideal for his situation. I can't imagine that he is just going to walk away for a little bit of more money 
from Atlanta. I mean, granted, if he comes to the Dodgers, he has another shot at a title. That there's there's something to be said about that. He's also just coming off of a title, so I don't necessarily think that that will be his singular biggest influence or deciding factor or motivator, whatever you want to call it. But I just I cannot envision a situation where the Braves let anybody outbid them. I just can't. But we now look at uh, Ken Rosenthal's report from today in The Athletic, where apparently, you know, I think we, this was probably old news, but whatever. It's, it's new again because there is no real new news. The Braves were in conversations, at least uh, preliminary, just early talks with the uh, athletics and trying to get Matt Olson, which is a fine first base replacement. You know, it, you go out, you win a World Series, you know, you have a nice breakup point there let the man go he he wants six years they don't have that kind of money maybe they should have money after winning a world series but it all uh, went towards jock's pearls yeah there's just too many of them <laughs> sign jock play him at first base that'll be great oh boy here we go we got a <laughs> this is a good one i like this we don't usually get super chatted for hate uh or <laughs> why newman over youtube says why are you hating on freeman to dodgers purple jersey guy <laughs> also cray as a cheating uh blankety blank uh, I'm not hating on it. I'm uh, being realistic and using uh, my expertise in the background of baseball and my knowledge of free agency and my knowledge of years past of how the Dodgers work and operate and assuming that that will not happen. You know, that being said, I've been wrong many times. I was really expecting you to say and, and knowledge of your mom. <laughs> I was really looking for a mom comment as I was going through that, but then I just decided <laughs> to not go after the guy who just gave us $5. And appreciate I think that's reasonable. Thank you for the money that I will be using towards your mom's services. Found it. it. Found it. <laughs> Look, we're not going to accost you. I hope his mom's not dead. If uh, we love your mom, she's a nice. Uh, she's a nice she's person. Been, she's been through a few times. <laughs> Ryan says, "Jock at first, Lux in center field." Look, we've we made it very clear here. We really hope Gavin Lux is not on this team next year, and only only because he can go out and he's such a great ball player. Such Gavin, a bright you future. go out and do you. Such a bright future in this league. He should get traded to somewhere where the Dodgers get pitching back that they need, and then he could be the star in, uh, you know, Milwaukee. He likes that place, right? Gavin, yeah, I heard Guangdong is really nice this type of time of year. So, uh, you know, if you're if you're looking for a place to vacation for the rest of the year, uh, head out head out uh, west, west of California. You know, I don't think we're ever going to get his love back. I just think we're we're at a point where it's just it's just there's no way for it to happen. I can't wait till we see him again. It's going to be lovely because at this point we just hug it out and he'll hug it out, bitch. I think that's what it is. Dink and Flicka. Um final note, there was some uh I guess early uh, or I don't know, is it early? Uh, more BS on Clayton Kershaw of not even BS. It's just more of the same. We, what we know about Clayton Kershaw. But our friend uh, Dave Vassay talked about us, talking about him. So we got this nice love uh, triangle happening here with DV this offseason because he's one of the few people that are saying anything uh, along the lines of the things we're saying. So um, he gave us a shout-out in his coverage. We appreciate that. And his coverage of the Clayton Kershaw free agency. And he said, while it, he kind of added to something he said that wasn't, I guess, an overly complete thought. But he said, while it's probable that Clayton Kershaw returns, you still need to court him like a premier free agent and make him feel wanted. So we're at that point in the relationship. You really want to 
love and hug and embrace them. Everybody wants to feel wanted. You know, you don't want to show up to a place, you know, you go to dinner with somebody and they're just looking down at their phone and, you know, they're kind of just, they're there, you know, they, they agree to the date and they'll pay for it. You know, they agree to that. And, you, you know, you matched up well on Hinge and you liked each other's pictures and everything like that. You know, you talked about what you want to be when you grow up and stuff like that. But, you know, you want to feel wanted. You want to feel appreciated. You want eye contact. You want love. You want forehead kisses. Are you going out with a dog? Yeah. <laughs> you want to cuddle? Or you want somebody to play with your, your paw pads? Is that a euphemism? <laughs> I really don't know anymore. Things become things. As I said, Juice Narrows is a genius, by the way. Says Granky over Kershaw at this point. You know, I heard some genius last week on the show who tried to get smitten down, taken down for his love of Zach Granky. Look, there's nothing wrong with the, some, you know, classic Zach Rinky love, but when it comes at I'm the not, expense I, of one Clayton Edward Kershaw, you're you're gonna you're gonna you know take the brunt of the hit on that one. You didn't read through any of the comments on him, did you? No, not really. No, like, I was, was just, very it was very just busy. People weirdly upset for some reason. Oh, you know, no usually. one ever listens to the whole show. Cowards. But I'm really glad Roach clipped that just for you. <laughs> Roach, you better have some good things today, and then um, you know. Compile the mom jokes for Mother's Day. That's going to be a great Mother's Day gift. <laughs> oh, we need that super cut, please. We need some interns in here just to just to get like the worst of the worst, and that's what we want. But anyways, that's um that's our little bit on hot stove stuff right now. Hopefully, we have more real, tangible, delicious hot stove news coming up soon. Of course, some people need to agree to things. To make that happen, like agree to end the lockout, and the lockout was talked about today. Ooh, killing these segues, guys. Um, it's everybody's favorite talk, uh, topic, the, the MLB lockout, and uh, the two sides met again today in real human people form in, uh, like, New York or something like that, and um, there were some updates. It's not a real place. Where, uh, <laughs> allegedly, there were some folk, um, or, or sorry, there were folks that... Uh, Gave the update of, and I think one of them was, was Nightingale, so you always got <laughs> to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. But um, the union has apparently kind of backed its um, its stance a little bit on asking for, I mean, the big, there's like three major holding points that there was no way in hell at any point in time that the, the players, or sorry, the owners were going to uh, agree to, but... Uh, Apparently, the union, according to Boob here, has agreed to drop its proposal for earlier free agency. They lowered their proposal for reduced revenue sharing from $100 million to $30 million. Uh, and, and talks are continuing tomorrow. I think there was another part of it I've written down somewhere. Um, yeah, because the, the players were asking for you know, free agency by like 29 and a half or something like that. Owners want to pay the younger players based on like you know production which never goes well. Uh, they want to do it by war. So this was, I think, from MLB.com. MLB's most recent proposals included significant increases in pay for players with two-plus years of MLB service time, with the best players earning even more in bonuses based, uh, based on performance, performance being wins above replacement. But um, still, it's going to come down to money, more money in the players, uh, younger players' pockets, less tanking amongst the um, teams around the league, the lesser teams. Uh, less service time manipulation, which is a massive thing. They're actually talking about potentially rewarding teams for having some of their top prospects on the roster for opening day, which would probably be a big thing. Um, 
and they want to raise the collective, you know, or the the tax, you know, the, the luxury tax and all that. But uh, MLB wants their expanded playoffs. Anyway, any of this give you any hope yet? Well, I mean, the fact that they're talking in the first place, that's enough hope for me. I mean, after December, when after the lockout, it was like, hey, we have no plans to meet. And I'm like, hey, that's your guys' job. Like, what else are you guys going to do in the meantime? Like, they're like, ah, Christmas is coming up. And then, you know, we don't want to meet too soon after that because New Year's. And then we're not going to meet too soon after that. We're going to be hungover. Like, we'll take it nice and easy. Ease into January. <clears throat> so the fact that they're willing to meet today... And now willing to meet tomorrow on back-to-back days is like night and day in terms mm-hmm. of uh, progress. And, you know, in order to make a deal happen, the two sides have to talk and they have to have conversations. And things like this are going to happen where they're going to have to like give and take on a couple different things. And it's going to come from both sides. It's, it's inevitable that it's going to come from both sides. So the fact that they are having these conversations two days in a row... It's really sad that that in of itself is encouraging. But at this point, it is. I mean, they really, really want... Everybody you know. wants baseball to happen. One way or another, these guys do want baseball to happen. I mean, there's that's the only way that these two they, sides make money. They, they need, need it to this happen. to happen. So, we need it to happen because that's also a good way we make money. You otherwise, know? we talk about your moms all day. And that's, the, I mean, that's fun too. But I mean, it you know, carries since, you a certain point. Since the lockout has started, your uh, your mom has... Um, I've really had to yeah. like fill in the gaps on stuff because like... Fill the gap with your mom. Fill, <laughs> fill in your mom's gap. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, I have a button for that. Um... They really have no choice because spring training is like right around the corner. Games are scheduled to start in about a month, just over a month. We are right now as we are doing this show live. It is January 24th. Pitchers and catchers should be reporting to spring training in, I don't know, two weeks-ish. And, um, yep. well, if you don't have, and they they need time to ramp up. Uh, free. They need time to wrap up free agency. They need time for for people to know where they're going. Some people, especially like younger. I mean, I guess most of them are going to know where they're going. It's not like it was with summer camp and all that kind of stuff. But um, summer camp, ah, I miss those days. <laughs> it's a good year. One of the things I was thinking about, though, I kind of had like one of those epiphany moments. Um, I, I I was wondering if either way, like, is spring training really you know, up in the air, like, is it in jeopardy? Because minor leaguers, minor league players can still play. They can still do everything. They're still, you know, one of the, the things Brandon Gobes talked about with uh, Vasse, because this is a 24 hour a day Vasse um, review podcast now, apparently. But um, thanks, Dave. <laughs> Gomesies, Gomer, Gomersies was saying, um, you know, there there is actually already a, a solid group of players at Camelback. There's a solid group of players that are local that are going to Dodger Stadium and working out and doing, you know, their stuff they need to do there. All of them, of course, off 40 men. They're not uh, on 40 men. I don't really need to say any, any more of that. They're not recent major league players. So that's, you know, a, a thing. That's a pretty big uh, consideration that these minor league dudes could uh, and, you know, I guess technically play these games. It's going to be like a Shane Falco situation. Yeah, it gets real scabby, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm down to watch some scabs, you know. Spring <laughs> training's already pretty boring enough as it is. I mean, if you if you watch the first three... <laughs> yeah, they're already in the games by like the third inning. Anyway. You, you watch the first two and a half innings and you're pretty much like, all right, well, let's get blasted and go to Giordano's now because uh, I don't want to watch this guy who is... Uh, been in the minor leagues for 16 seasons pitch now like i'm not about it so i mean you're at a point now where it's like 
You don't yes. enjoy your Mike Kickmans? Well, yeah, not, not too Matt? much. Mike? Mike Kickham. 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 Kickhams. They all look the same. You're at a point now where, yeah, spring training's probably still technically in jeopardy, but it's not too much in jeopardy at this point. There's a real good chance that we, like, start actual spring training games on time at this point. And a lot has to happen between now and then, and I understand that. And I know it's January 24th, and we're running out of time here real quick, but I don't know. The, the sense of urgency from both sides seems to have picked up this week. I yes. mean, today, the sense of urgency seems to have picked up. The fact that they're already kind of giving in on stuff, it's a good sign. It tells you things are headed in the right direction, that they're not, you know, in 2020, you need to think way back to 2020, guys, when we had, the, when? We, when we, they had to decide how to play and how to get things started. If you remember, they were really, both sides were very hard-headed about what they wanted and unwilling to bend on it for a long time. And that's why it took a little bit longer to get things started. But I think this definitely has a different feel to it. I think it's still really funny that teams still technically have their fan fests scheduled. Uh, I I think maybe, you know... Oh. I don't think you're going to hit that one unless you want to go see like Dave Roberts standing there or something like that. That's yeah, our uh, number 45 prospect. Yeah. Or like, uh, I guess maybe like uh, alumni. <laughs> could you do that? You probably could do that because yeah. they're retired. Yeah, probably. If they're all retired, then yeah, you can. I don't know. I don't know the rules anymore. But what I'm saying is I, I still, I said this last week and that was before the good news. And this is technically good news. I still contend that everything starts on time. We still play a full season, and we all get to celebrate and be happy uh, until the Dodgers get eliminated from the playoffs. (laughs) Yeah, if if games don't start on time, if any games don't start on time, that's when national media is going to pick it up, and that's when MLB will take a real hit amongst the non-everyday baseball fans. So we're heading on the right track. You know, hopefully something can uh, somehow magically get done this week, and then what do you think, like a two-week super uh, free agency period, and then it's like everybody go report? Yeah, I, think they I, mean, would like, I mean, it is going to be one of those situations. I do think report date changes. Report date will more than likely change because it's going to be pushed back when they uh, start actually signing people. So they're yeah. probably going to want to adjust that just to allow for some time. And honestly, they might just need a week, a week grace period to make that happen. Um, mm-hmm. And that might be something that they're willing to do because at this point, if you're a team, you've been sitting around doing nothing for the past couple of months. You better have it figured out who you're going after after once this thing opens back up. And it. It, that really should be a freaking all-out frenzy. And it's going to be one of those situations where it's like the CB goes, CBA goes into effect at 12.01 on this day or whatever, and it's mm-hmm. going to be insane starting from then. Like yeah. 12.01, you're going to start getting phone calls from people, which is going to be nuts. It's I compared it last time to NBA free agency. It is yeah. very much going to be like NBA free agency. All right, let, let's, uh, let's do uh, – is, is this a pool type thing? What Who makes the first signing and who signs first? Like, I think we should do – Oh, it's not going to be like a big signing. No, no, it's I mean, no, guy. like among of everybody, like who, oh, which, team? which team makes the first big league signing? Which of the top, oh, yeah. you know, like five free agents signs first? You like, can probably bet on that in Vegas right now, honestly. <laughs> hey, Vegas, hit me up. I got ideas. We need beer. We need beer. But uh, Ryan asked a question along that uh, along that line, those lines. Uh, Ryan over on YouTube asking, uh, you know, how long before um, agreement, like. What's that space between uh, agreement done and they start playing in probably roughly two weeks. But, uh, you know, they have that week and a half between pitchers and catchers reporting and and the you know spring training game starting. That's a massive waste of time. These dudes are out here. You know, this is a lot of them have said it, too. This is not 1960 anymore where they walk in and they get on that fat jiggling machine. I mean, I think it was a little bit older, but, you know, it's like they're not going there to get into shape. They're showing up in shape, in shape, ready to go play some damn baseball. Your mom's a fat jiggling machine. (laughs) 
Oh, man. It was a good time here, guys. Yeah, imagine how much better it would be when we have people in here. We only got Matt Kemp. We got uh, Vince Scully on the side. We got Matt, Mike Piazza Ball over here. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Robot umpires could be coming soon because, per report, uh, last week it came out that the electronic uh, electronic strike zone or robot umps will be making their way to AAA this season, and that's knocking on the door to the big leagues. Um, first thought I was, well, my first thought was we're that much closer to getting rid of Angel Hernandez. Second thought is maybe that's why Joe West retired. <laughs> it's like right like, there. Mm. I better get out of here while the getting's good. <laughs> but they're getting the promotion. Robot Umps are getting the promotion from low A uh, last year and now just one step away from the show. Do you have any strong takes or thoughts or uh, whatever? Strong secretions on um, Ooh, secretions. the uh, uh, Robot Ump yeah. thing. I mean, in order for them to bump it up to AAA like this, they must have made some pretty vast improvements to the system that they had in place at low A because the general feedback from the players was that they, especially big league players, was that Ooh, they just dear. didn't feel like the technology was ready. And I forget which big league we talked to that about because, you know, again, the day's blur and I forget. But yeah. that seems to be the feedback where it's like, a, hey, like, I'm all for it. Oh, vlog boy. I asked vlog boy about that. Gosh. Oh, yeah. The general feedback seems to be like, hey, we're on board as long as the technology's there. That's all it really needs to be because you look at it and there are a lot of mistakes and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of the highlights you see are lowlights of the, uh, of the, uh, robot umpires in action, you know, things yeah. that just didn't register correctly. And then the umpire has to ring them up or whatever it might be, even if he knows, Hey, that's not a strike. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if they did drastically alter some sort of technology within the electronic strike zone, or if this is like the final tinkering and maybe it'll be a couple years at the AAA level of them tinkering. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be, uh, a one and done type of situation or two and done, whatever it might be. I, I don't know. Anthony Keene points it out too. He says last season umpiring was just that bad. It got fast tracked. And there's, there is a lot to that's that. Big. Whatever it was about last year, I've heard a couple people mention this where it's like, Hey, they went from umpiring in front of no fans, which seems to be less pressure. Mm. Um, it almost is like a scrimmage. And so there's not as much pressure. It's a little easier. You can be a little more relaxed with it. Maybe that kind of, made them a little comfortable and then they go back to having 30 30,000 fans up to 50,000 fans at Dodger Stadium booing you with every strike and every missed ball call so that that might have been a thing and there might have been something to that maybe there was a little too too much pressure with them uh the Korean Baseball League where they're doing basically like a systems based on like uh, your performances I think it was Korean Baseball League I might be wrong but 
based on your performance. Like you can be demoted or fired from umpiring. Oh yeah. 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 And that is just not the case in major league baseball. You're yeah. evaluated by the umpires association. But get, aside from that, when you get into union situations, man, you can get away with so much crap and major league umpires have gotten away with a lot. I mean, Look, we rag on Angel Hernandez a lot, but there's a reason. You watch what he's done in the past. Uh, you watch some of the calls that he's made. They're just so incredibly terrible, a lot of them, that it's just like, I don't know how you ever got here in the first place. Like, there, you couldn't have been, like, really good before and somehow just got really bad. It doesn't quite happen that way. Joe S. has always been a terrible umpire from the beginning of time. He yeah. was born a terrible umpire. <laughs> he was something else, man. So, with that being said, I support it in the sense of, I hated when they brought replay to baseball. I yeah. really hated it. It that upset was, that me was, and I was, was annoyed change, and I was yeah. like, my goodness, that is such, this is not the NFL. This is so stupid. I hate everything about it. Now I'm at the point where I'm like, this is really good for the sport because they've got it down. They have systems and rules for it. They make it so that the pace of play hasn't been too drastically affected. Most of the time, some games, some Craig council games really slow down, man. I don't know what else to tell you, but uh, if that technology is right, whatever, man, I'm, I'm there with, I'm, I'll, I'll be cheering for those robot umpires. Yeah. Those changes are always hard. You know, like uh, Ryan says, he says, I'm a baseball traditionalist, but like, you know, this last year changed my mind after all the egregious calls. I would say a lot of us, if we're here in, you know, late mid early whatever if we're here in january and there's a lockout and we're still talking about baseball like we're into baseball we're probably traditionalists and we don't like change to our wonderful game but um you know sometimes uh the change isn't that bad i think they had the robot up type thing we're like it's it's essentially like a buzzer in your ear right or something along those lines yeah, it's a little airpod yeah yeah airbud favorite love that show yeah he's <laughs> love dead. That. i love that guy one of their the original airbud is dead and then, like, the 15 after him. Rest in peace, everybody. Um, but I watched the uh, Fall League, Arizona Fall League, back when you, you could do things a little bit. And, you know, we saw the guy. He had, the, he, he had like, a whole set rigged on him, and nothing happened. Like, it didn't affect the game at all. If anything, it was more fun because, uh, you know, it was baseball in November. Tim brings up a good point. He said Joe S was uh, had a real good wild card game. Went out on a high note. Country Joe, take me home. I would have preferred the other way. Like him just have a terrible, have like that Angel Hernandez game. Get uh, a boot off the field with uh, that he had against uh, what was it? Sox Yankees. Yeah, where yeah. he missed like six calls, <laughs> like six feet off the base and missed the calls. Um, there, there were some issues voiced with uh, the robot umps that, that I could also agree with. It's like. You know, there are players, probably more particularly catchers in this situation, but even pitchers, you know, you get the players going up and down from AAA to MLB and all of that. That's got to kind of affect you a little bit, knowing that one strike zone is going to be that much tighter. Um, and then you have, you know, MLB strike zone that could be all over the place if a pitcher knows how to do this or right. a catcher. Catcher, yeah. Um, it's definitely be interesting to watch like frame rates changing uh, within baseball, especially for those guys going up and down. Catchers, catchers are going to lose out on money because that is a marketable skill. That's been a marketable skill for the last what, 10, 15 years. There's been a couple catchers that have made it to the big leagues because of their ability to frame balls. <laughs> and uh, you're also going to get the umpires. Austin Barnes has stayed in the big leagues because of his ability to frame balls. <laughs> grit. It's also got grit. Um, Riverside grit. There's the there's the uh, the replacement vacation umpires as well that are going to have to go to the big leagues and not have a you know new flavor in their ear. <laughs> if they're uh, they're in the they go from 
you know, minor leagues to the big leagues, and they're sitting there waiting for the call in their ear. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? And they're like, oh, you're striking. Oh, God, what am I? <laughs> Um, it'll be interesting to see again it's one of those things where the technology just has to be there and I have no idea if it's there or not I don't think anybody really knows at this point who even knows what the technology is because I really don't Lynn Brown says it'll get hacked and hey watch out them them Astros players are uh, you know they're gonna be in there (laughs) rigging the wiring I mean these umpires rooms are in the stadium so they could find their way in there rig the wiring and all of a sudden they know exactly I mean, I don't know how that affects anything, like, in the situation. But, you know, at any time we could throw in a good Astros uh, cheating, we're going to do that, because why not? This is my show. Uh, we had a, a little while back. There we go. 21 Eric underscore LA through 499 on a super chat our way. We appreciate you, Eric. Any updates on Muncie? Uh, last we've heard from Muncie, I know he was on a uh, another podcast thing today i believe i haven't uh, heard what happened i'm sure he's not going to say very much the last time we heard anything from muncie it was revealed that he had torn his ucl like we assumed in the situation and then they they lied about essentially that he did not have any ligament damage so boo on the dodgers and boo on him um he's alive he's well he could probably swing i'd don't know if there's going to be any effect on his uh, opening day status. I mean, at this point, we're probably not going to know until the CBA is locked in. Because they can't talk about anything right now. No, yeah. Players aren't even actually players right now. They're just normal people like you and me. They're all playing Twitch. (laughs) They're all gamers now. (laughs) They're starting OnlyFans. (laughs) What is uh, Mookie Gaming? I don't know. Uh, I've avoided all the gaming channels because uh, I, I I would rather use my time better. I also am really bad at gaming, even though I play. Don't a lot. you like play a lot? How are you bad? Look, man, just because you do something a lot doesn't mean you're good at it. Ask my ex-wife. <laughs> I saw uh, I saw May May. Um, good ex-wife joke in there. Thank you. Uh, I saw May May earlier about uh, the golf and the guy like had a I guess he had like a bag a golf bag. It said like you know golf trip 1988 and whatever and something along the lines of like you've been playing since 1988 like you teamed up with some random dude it's like yeah yeah wow i thought you would have been better by now so that was it it was a long way around that is how you kill memes with frg new segment i've been golfing since uh 2020 and uh you've barely been golfing since then yeah that's why i started oh that was a pandemic what was i supposed to do man that's fair couldn't go to the gym couldn't drink in the bars late at <sighs> night and and cry and make mistakes so i drank at the golf course and cried with no carts because remember when they didn't allow us to have oh, carts yeah, for a while and you had to walk 10 miles carts give you coronas yeah well we were promised carts and then we showed up and they weren't there so i had to carry my bag around <laughs> almost threw up never do that man yeah. look golf is made to drink and drive it is not made to exercise with that's just you know these are the rules i don't make them up i just come up with them Mookie's been doing a lot, though. Mookie's doing yeah. everything. He's like doing, he's doing, making businesses with his wife, his new wife. Uh, he's obviously getting married, which Got, is fun for him. Got it married. He's, one of uh, he's doing boys. gaming channels, uh, like multiple of them and he's different pro games. bowling he's again. professional bowling right now because what else is he going to do? I think he, didn't he finish like 30th or something crazy? 29th or whatever. 29th. But yeah. That's not bad for him, Average man. Of for one, a guy who's not like just a bowler. You know, when you turn 30, I think uh, it's about time to, to hang up the uh, the baseball and softball spikes and just get into bowling. I tried bowling. I'm really bad at it. You are really bad at it, but you're a good drinker. I'm a great drinker, yeah. Isn't that what... Are you allowed to drink when you're professionally bowling? <laughs> is is that performance-enhancing drug? <laughs> you know, you just pour it in your Gatorade or something like that. 
who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think you are? I am. Oh, things you got to know unless you don't. Uh, John says Mookie is making babies. He's already made a baby. Yeah, making babies. She's uh, adorable. Swag Daddy McGee says, sorry, I'm late. Happy birthday, Dad. I mean, Brooke, it is his birthday tomorrow, oh, Tuesday. My son. So if you're listening to this in a podcast form, it's probably his birthday. Uh, yeah, and if that's the case, uh, do not reach out to me. <laughs> All right, let's take a couple more comments, and then we'll get the hell out here. Um, Dave Luna says, may I randomly ask if Stephen Brault, formerly of the Pirates, should be considered by the Dodgers? Does his arm work? Yeah, then See, yeah, it should probably be considered. How many arms and toes does he have? Because that's. Uh, I think uh, if if last year taught us anything, it's that you can never have too many pitchers in your system. AJ, our boy AJ on the guitar says, "I'm not a player. I just game a lot." Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Let's see, yeah, it's AJ. It's AJ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lunar Activity says, "How many people found Jesus and the Rams this week?" I do like that. Like LA is suddenly rooting for the Rams. LA is so fair weather. Well, listen, dude, it. we didn't have an NFL team for so long. People are like, why are you a Saints fan? I was like, what, what else was I going to watch when I was a kid? Like, what, Birds what, what fan. were they doing? Yeah, yeah we, Eagles fan. People get all mad at us all the time. Rams and Raiders moved out of, uh, when I was in like fourth grade. So like, what the hell was I supposed to do? Yeah. I mean, I started playing football in high school and I was like, I should probably start watching football. And I was like, who's on right now? Nobody. The Saints are on today. I like their uniforms. <laughs> Saints fan. And then they uh, won the Super Bowl like three years later. So good timing on me. Turns out every single one of my uh, professional sports teams has won their championship in my lifetime, which is cool. I was having this uh, conversation with that one guy I'm not a fan of. Um, Like, isn't it funny how we... brother? Yeah. (laughs) Isn't it funny how we kind of like, now that our teams have all won... Because I was telling him at one point about how, like, like when the Dodgers got bounced last year in the postseason, I was like, honestly, it was kind of a relief. It was yeah. just very much kind of a relief. It's like one we of those needed things that. where you can like I can pull back and just watch play. Yeah, we've play won. Off. Look, look at how much winning we've had as Lakers fans in our lifetime. When were you born? Like like two thousand two. Ninety three. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm good. I checked out of the Lakers like for like ten years. Came back, you know. They won a, a bubble championship, and that I, was a good time. I, I very much checked out of the Lakers the second Kobe retired, and it was hard to come back. Like everybody? It was hard to come back. <laughs> like everybody? I came back when Kuzma was drafted, and that really hurts oh. me to say. Uh, yeah, I am one of ten people that own a Kyle Kuzma jersey. God, I hate that guy. I hate that name. I, I, I mean, we met him, and it just ruined my life, so now, now I don't like him at all. Yeah, that's right. He was kind of a... He was a dickbag. Yeah, yeah. With all due respect to dickbags. bags. Um, but yeah, we're talking about football. Go Ramses. When 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 the oh. beat the, the Bay. Yeah, you can do it. Clayton Kershaw's bestest friend in the whole wide world. What's what is more worn out? The fact that they are uh, friends and it's brought up a lot, or joking about the fact that it's brought up a lot. Oh man, they're both pretty bad. Yeah, they're both pretty bad. I think I think people talking about it seriously is worn out. I Thank God nobody everything. cares about baseball. Yeah, I hate season. everything. I mean, I can imagine like you know, Rams make it to the Super Bowl and all. Wait, are we allowed to say Super Bowl? Make it to the big game, and um, so I think you get like shot. Oh, the, you, big, the big snack, the big snack day, big snack day. Yeah, Admiral Snack Bar. Uh, mm-hmm. I can imagine like Joe Buck talking about it. I was to say Joe West, but he's not calling games yet. I'm supposed to move into my new apartment on Super Bowl, so Oof. I think I'm gonna just delay it one day. But that's Monday. That's show day. I'm going to delay it two days. boy, <laughs> But that's Doug Day. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, let's take more fine comments to comments. Uh, we'll find that. Uh, Bengals, Niners, Super Bowl. Bengals still on it? I wasn't paying yeah, enough. Joe Burrow, I man. I didn't pay enough attention to that first game. I heard it was a great game, but you know, there's only so much 
football I could take in a day. Joe Burrow is basically uh, playing at elite level with the uh, Corona Chargers offensive line. So, you know, oh. good for him because he has nobody protecting him. So he's going to die. I got it. I got it. And we're learning. But, uh, you know. I guess. Nando says first player to take out his frustration on the robot umps with his bat when they strike him out. Nando, he's it's still a human. You can't take out your frustration with a bat. I don't know. I mean, ask Milton Bradley. Oh boy, Milton, is he uh, free? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he, walking uh, freely. He used to DM me talking shit about the Eagles. That makes so sense. Good time. Yeah, Caught like a couple years ago. Miss you, Milton. I played uh, played golf with him once. Really? I played mini golf. I just snuck on the course and played with him and Jeff uh, Jeff Weaver. It was a good time. Did you play mini golf with Walker Wheeler too? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was real mini golf. This was like real grass mini golf. I've told the story oh. before. But uh, I don't listen to you. Got I uh, got my balls signed <laughs> by his <sighs> mom. <laughs> Enjoy your Modelo, kids. Guys, that's about it. We had some fun. Uh, appreciate you. We had a good amount of uh, good amount of comments today. Good amount of people on the stream. We appreciate you guys. Baseball is coming back soon. Brooke has promised, and if not, I'll tell you where he lives. Well, his old house after he moves, and then you can go there and egg it. Is that cool? Yeah, they're going to be real mad. Is that like a lease thing? Does that affect you? Are you going to take any drywall? <laughs> <laughs> Just like a big chunk of it? Just yeah. take some drywall. Why not? That, guys, that's my... Um, that's my uh, tip to you. Just take things from the house when you leave. Uh, or find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Do subscribe to the Blue Heaven Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Pandora. Uh, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. We're on the Amazon. Uh, go there. Subscribe. And subscribe to us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash TV. There's the thing. It's going to do the bell sound. You're going to enjoy that. I promise. We got some really cool stuff coming up this year. Because we got a big fancy office now. Yeah, with like high roofs. It's all the way up there. It's good for us, guys. High roof. Uh, oh. I shouldn't drink that beer so fast. Guys, I'm at BrookMe3. That's real oh, FRG shit. on Twitter and Instagram. You okay? We yeah. are at Dodger Nation on Twitter. At Dodger Nation on Instagram as well. You have something else? Follow the Blue Heaven Twitter Roach account. Roach says at follow Blue the Blue Pod. Heaven Twitter account because what better way to spend your time on Twitter than looking at me saying, Mom, show us Hashtag engagement. Guys, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for the birthday wishes. I appreciate that greatly. Tell your mom it's my birthday tomorrow, and we'll see you next week. Bye. (laughs) You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.